welcome back to Plenty Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us for our last Universe Extended with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show 2022, which I don't know if we're going to say is part one, if they're going to ever do a part two. To me, part two was episode four. But hey, just saying, you never know. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the remainder of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and we will be doing spoiler alerts. So it was that longer. It was a judge. Okay, Nobby. If you have not seen <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi episode six, this is your spoiler warning. Turn off the show. I hope you don't, but turn off the show. Spoiler. All right. And I'm done. Now, before we get into spoilers, JJ, you didn't even comment on my hat. You missed it. Look. I couldn't read that. Endor National Park. Nice. Where'd yes. you get that from, bro? I got it from Facebook. Like, like of all of these crazy like weird things you see on facebook you know that you get ads for this was 20 bucks shipping included and nice. it's like it's not a fitted hat i i 99 only usually wear fitted hats i hate non-fitted hats but instead of the plastic piece in the back like it's got a velcro strap that's cloth so i was like fuck okay. it because it's star wars i'm getting it it's very breathable um and I love it because I, like I have a Star Wars. I have a Star Wars hat now. So now you guys can't give me shit on stream anymore when I don't wear <laughs> Star Wars shirts. I have a fucking Star Wars hat and not some ugly ass NYPD like Broncos hat. <laughs> NYPD Broncos. <laughs> oh. oh gosh, yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you all for joining J uh, Chris uh, uh, killing JJ's uh, fake team that he loves. Um, so this week's episode, holy shit, man. Yes. So before. OK, so this is what we're going to do before we talk any anything about the scenes or anything. I want uh, you to rate it and give what you liked about it the most and what you hated about it the most. Okay. And rank it based on all the other episodes. Um, the duel between Vader and Kenobi, hands down the best um, like collection of shots uh, for the entire series. Um, definitely the most tense out of everything. Um, it definitely felt, even though you knew what the outcome was going to be, ultimately, it definitely felt that high stakes um, like feel for how they stay filmed it cin uh, cinematically. Uh, probably my favorite moment in the in the series overall for it. Uh, lowest point for me uh, was the initial part of this particular episode. Um, you know, they're they're trying to run away from the Empire. Um, to borrow an Armada reference, they obviously had uh, a brace token and a, a redirect token to tank all those shots from my ISD, um, which I felt was a bit like, okay. And then they're talking about, well, you know, our hyperdrive is damaged and we, we need time to repair it. But then they drop an escape pod that has a hyper uh, a hyperdrive and is capable of going to hyperspace. And I'm like, why couldn't you just take the parts and just add them in? Like you have a working hyperdrive there. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, Navi, there was a lack of A-wings. You're absolutely right. Yes, because Hera is still over in Lothal right there. She hasn't had time to get the A-wings into order. So but um <laughs> but yeah, um that, that was probably like the, the lowest part of the episode for that. Um, but what about you? What's what's your high and low? So my ranking for the show, since you didn't give a ranking. 
was that was my second most favorite episode. Um, I will say the lowest point for me is Riva's redemption story. So I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree on that one, but we'll get to that. Yep, that's fine. That. And and you, you're a hundred percent welcome to, because I've been stating this for five fucking yeah. episodes now. That is the one thing I don't like. I do like her character. I think she's a great character. I think she deserves all the screen time, 100% on board with it. I just do not like Star Wars' affinity to redeem fucking characters over and over again. And, like, I would be okay if they redeemed her and, and, and spoiler alert, killed her off, but they didn't. They didn't fucking kill her off. Somehow, she gets stabbed through the gut, doesn't go to Bakta therapy, finds a random ship, God only knows where yeah, the fuck oh, it yeah. was, and makes that. it all the way to Tatooine <laughs> before Obi-Wan can get back there. Like, it's such an implausible. And then, on top of that, she somehow, with the Force, can't fucking kill anybody, and we know why she can't kill anybody, which is why I think this is the stupidest piece of story arc, period. Like, it's like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm sorry, like, you, I do not understand how she is almost a Sith but can kill nobody, but she had no problem throughout earlier parts of the show. But now, when it comes to the main characters that we know are not allowed to die, she miraculously can't kill anybody. And then instead of killing Luke, goes, oh, I got a soft heart. I want to I want to become good again. Fuck that. Fuck that. The better okay. part would have been seen. No, no, I'm not done, bro. I'm not done. The better part would have been if, if Obi-Wan had landed just in time and fucking shoved the goddamn lightsaber through her back again and said, I thought I put you, I thought, I thought Vader could have taken care of you, but I guess not. So here I'm here to do the job. Now, my favorite piece of the whole episode is Vader does not force choke anybody when he gets back to the ship at all. Like nobody dies. Vader doesn't kill anybody. And you're like, Vader is so pissed off in the episode before he rips the fucking ship out of the sky, but doesn't kill anybody, which is not characteristic of Vader. That is not Vader's temper. Like, like I just imagine Vader murdering somebody, which is probably good because the grand inquisitor is probably like the first person he would see and he would just lose his temper. But really the best part was him flying a Lambda. That is, and, and it's an X-Wing piece of my life that I want. I have Vader in a Defender, which we know fucking is canon. I have Vader in an X-1, which is canon. And now I got Vader in a Phantom. Give me a re-release AMG with fucking Vader flying a Phantom. No crew the slots. Lando. The Lando. Lambda, Lando. sorry. Yep, yeah. not a Phantom. Did I say Phantom, really? All right, yeah, Lambda. Fuck that. So Give me if, Vader in a Lambda. If we if we did get that pilot, what ability would you give Vader in that in the Lambda? <laughs> Nothing, because he doesn't do anything. Um, I don't know. I think it would be. I think you would have to make him an I six. You would have to give him. I would give him four force. All the force can only be spent on offense, and the only way to recover force is for him to actually take his own damage. Not through hate. He has to actually damage himself to take it back. And then his so special ability. What's that? Similar to the child. No, no, no. He has to initiate in phase, take one damage to recover X amount of force tokens, right? Okay. Like it's not not getting shot at. He has to actually like damage himself. 
and 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 the special ability that he would get is essentially for he can spend one force to roll an extra die and and if it hits it gets automatically changed to a crit See, for me I, I would give the lambda the innate uh vader crew right um the caveat for this is that he can only spend his force for his ability so he would spend two force he was the he have three force he'll have to spend two force to choose an enemy ship in an, in his firing arc either the front or the rear and they could either get rid of a token or take a damage and that way that limits it to once every two turns and then he can spend the force on on defense if he wants so he can't offensively use it he can use it on defense and i think that will work out but he flew that shuttle right we already have him yeah. as a crew because like he was in in the ahsoka book he was with pelp in that shuttle yeah right so we we I would rather see him as a pilot. He has no crew to make it thematic with the show. It's just him on that fucking ship and, you know, give him a bunch of force and let him be an asshole bully, but let him burn himself down if he wants his force back because he's angry. Like he's nothing but angry, man. Like, I mean, he is lividly pissed when he lands. Or you can discard your crew to recover force. So you force choke somebody and he gets a force back. <laughs> like- there you go. All right. Fair enough. Discard one crew card. You can have seven crew on your ship and discard one crew to recover a force token. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. That's 100%. He's just acceptable. flying around with a, a pile of dead bodies in the land. Recovering the force. <laughs> He's so angry. He's like, I missed oh, that yeah, shot. I'm going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> oh all man, right hey cool. hey we could write for amg so i, I was we should the amg should have a submissions like tab like they should just have a submission set yeah god you know how much do you, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna digress for 30 seconds you know how much hell would have break out if they actually did put vader as a pilot in a lambda and like that was like the new lambda that came out like, do you know how many people would bitch about that forever and ever and ever? Because it's like, oh, we got Vader in a in a Lambda now, and we got Vader in the in the Defender, and the people would complain to to no extent if that happened. But now it's thematic. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, can we put like a clause in there if chasing Obi Wan? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, kind of like the Anakin, you know, the Anakin Obi Wan thing. Oh man, that would be kind of cool. Like, can we get an upgrade that gives us? some sort of interaction between Anakin Vader and Obi-Wan, just like we have like, Oh God, that would be so thematic. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean that, that would actually be kind of cool, right? Because you can have uh similar to how the Republic has with the, with Anakin and Obi-Wan in the Ada two, you can have um, a pilot that if they face off against a particular pilot, they get a certain ability um, to, to trigger um, it's something that may not always happen because you may not always face that pilot in um, uh, like in your list. But if it does happen, you get a bonus. I think that would be kind of thematic, kind of like a cool option. If how about this? Think of it this way too, right? Oh, like so. Deslin says, "Let's put Han in a lambda." All right, I actually agree with that. You want to know who else we could put in a lambda that could possibly Wedge be? In, no, fuck, fuck Wedge. Um, uh, Shut up, Tiberium. Hello. Yeah, I don't, I don't, whatever. I don't need wedge in anything else. We have enough wedge <laughs> characters. I don't need, I don't, I guess I don't understand why people like wedge that much. Like whatever, like great. He's an iconic character. Cool. 
I don't. I. I don't. He's, he's Obi Wan's uncle, bro. I, I don't care. I, don't, I have no affinity to Wedge. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, you know who I was thinking of, though, who might be in the Ahsoka show. Barris. Mr. Thrawn. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm, get me a Thrawn. I don't know if yeah. he flies a lambda specifically, but he flies. Not that I can recall now. He does fly basically a command shuttle. That he's in a freighter shuttle. That's what he's in. Yeah. You man, give me so, Yoda. So not to trigger you, but I do want to address the 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 Reba arc. Now I I know that you're I and I do agree with you with it for a bit that not every character or that doesn't always have to be a character that um that requires a redemption arc. Um, I think that sending Reva to go hunt Luke um and fight Baru and um and uh, Owen in their home was a good choice story-wise to to go down that particular arc um i i mean she she went in and half-hearted but i think the the whole part of that was for her and because they they make several callbacks in the series right uh, and throughout several episodes where they keep on revisiting her trauma of her experiencing order 66 and seeing uh anakin come in and murdering all her childhood friends that are in the temple um, and that's a, a, a common theme that happens. And when she when she brings back Luke, she she's afraid because she sees herself in Luke um, and herself now as an older person, as Anakin doing the same thing. And it causes that emotional trauma that she's become exactly what she feared the entire time. Um, and for her to stop herself and make the choice not to go down that path, I think that was a, a better part of storytelling. Now, will they go forward and say, well, you know, I'm no longer uh, Inquisitor. I'm going to be Reba Kenobi. I mean, maybe we might see that later on. Um, but I, I think just for a story piece telling part, I did like that they, they made that callback to that particular trauma that eventually turned her away from that dark path that she was originally following. I mean, they, they foreshadowed it. it. They, Not, they foreshadowed yeah. that though. I mean, the, the, the whole yeah. the whole Obi Wan calling out, "Oh, hey, um, you're actually here for revenge," and it's like, "Oh man, oh man." All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for for that part, I was like, okay, yeah, it wasn't like the best the best choice, but I still enjoyed the story uh, the story portion of it, and I wonder if that actually will come to matter in Fallen Order too. Um. But uh, but beyond that, um, going back to the the long-awaited duel uh, between Obi Wan and um, and Darth Vader on that planet, um, just the whole cinema, uh, the cinematography that they did there, uh, probably some of the best that we've seen across all the Star Wars series, and we're including Mando and Boba Fett in there. Um, just fantastic the way that they play with the lights uh, from the lightsaber and just getting those effects of uh, Vader just uh, overwhelming him using the force to break the ground underneath him. Um, I, I felt that they did have a big missed opportunity of Vader taunting Obi-Wan saying, now I have the high ground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. I really wanted that moment to happen, but it didn't happen. Um, but uh, but uh, Obi-Wan just coming back full uh, full swing into the force, basically launching all those rocks, just, just barraged the hell out of Vader um, for that attack and uh, and then causing the gash in the helmet, which later uh, 
it does explain why uh, Vader has that gash on his head um, in Return of the Jedi, um, and, and it shows that he got it from that Obi Wan fight. Uh, that was a nice little piece of of lore that they added on there. Um, it was definitely a really emotional scene because like Obi Wan physically sees uh, Anakin of uh, what he's become, and and just seeing that re- that regret. You and McGregor just acted that portion out just perfectly. Oh. Uh, it was fantastic. Just it, nailed it. He, it. I agree. Like in 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 all of the series, that was probably the best constructed portion of everything. Like all to, like, I'll tell you, I like that scene, and maybe it's because we're all right. Maybe it's because we're old school fans, right? And maybe it's because you know, like we've grown up with this. But that was so so much better. Like hands down, better than everything the Mandalorian has ever given us. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. That piece right there, and 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 like the emotion on obi-wan's face like yeah just the like he's had been having to come to terms with this for five episodes and this is the culmination of that and e mcgregor just like hands down like what the fuck man you were my brother what the fuck and like if if we think about it right and i I relate this to real life right and and i'm gonna give a, a little bit of a personal example not where i have force and use um lightsabers against anybody but um i had a friend growing up from high school and um we were we all ran in the same circle him and i were friends when he came down on his luck a little bit um and got a second dui he came to live with me when i got divorced and i supported him i took him to work i did all sorts of things that you know help him out and eventually he he basically couldn't quit drinking and he had to leave because he was running from the law right Long story short, he he went, he's been in and out of fits of um, soberness and non-soberness. And in the last year, he has not been able to overcome his demons. He's essentially just said, I'm done. Right. And like he was he, like the girl he was with was helping him. He essentially wouldn't give up alcohol. He, he burned almost every bridge, lost his license again, again, and um, became homeless. And we went, so I'm going to tell a really, this is really personal. So last, last year in February, we went to get him because he had a suicide attempt and we had heard about it, but the girl he was dating had left him, but he was calling her and was like, not going to call the cops. So we rushed over to his house in the middle of the night to try to stop it. And in the end, he wasn't in the active phase of it, right? He had either was too drunk to do it or it nicked himself so we had to we we took his ass to the hospital and tried to get him in his psyche valve and to get him into rehab but in america we all know uh, healthcare sucks and um getting him into rehab without him saying it just didn't work it didn't it didn't matter the the, the it, basically they told us if we commit him or say he was attempting suicide they will hold him for the weekend and evaluate him on Monday. And if he's sober and not suicidal, they let him go. And then he just goes back to his old ways. So we took him home, set him up, tried to help him get sober for a couple of months. And he essentially, he didn't want to this type of a conflict, right? You know, like, I mean, he was a really good friend. We did a lot of things together, like a lot of things, you know, like, I mean, he lived with me. Um, he's helped me out. I've helped him out. Um, and now he's not recognizable. And I guess it's a little different, right? The, the, the dark side's different. Anakin is like flat out a killer. 
And in fairness, my buddy is was is not a killer. You know, like he's not out to harm anybody but himself. Yeah. But the the reality of like having to have that realization in McGregor. So long story short, <laughs> Ian McGregor like brings all of that peace home. And then he doesn't kill Anakin. And to me, like, like for me, that's really big, right? Because it's like <clears throat> my buddy's in the hospital. We found out this weekend because he got so drunk. He passed out on the railroad tracks and somebody luckily found him and he's in a coma right now. But it's like, you can't, it's the same thing. You can't let it go. No matter what you want to do. Like he's still that part. It's like, I can't actively help you because you're, you're just destroying yourself. And it's the same way. Anakin destroyed himself. And, but, yeah. but the reality of how they bring this all together, and maybe it's because it's, it's personal for me. Right. But, but the reality of how they acted this out and how this can relate to so many people's lives. Like, if that guy doesn't get some sort of fucking award <laughs> for this episode, yeah. like, like that's a crime period. Hands yeah. down. Yeah, absolutely. And then what, what also really helped that particular scene is just the blend of James Earl Jones's voice in the mechanical part. And then also uh, the, the actual voice from Hayden Christensen as Vader, um, like kind of blending in the, the words, it just kind of shows that blend of that character, right? That duality of that character, that Anakin, even though he says that he killed him and he's more machine than men, there's still a portion of Anakin in there um, inside of Vader um, that's still there deep down inside, but he's still mainly machine. And, and you just get those hints of Hayden's voice blended in with, you know, James Earl Jones's mechanical Vader voice, uh, which, which makes it that much more tragic, right? Like he's, he's trapped in that, that world. And like there's in, in for Obi's eyes, there's no going back, right? There's, there's never been anybody to his knowledge has ever come back from, from be going that deep into the dark side and doing the things that Anakin has done uh, to, to come back to the light, like to, for, for, for all intents and purposes, Anakin is truly dead and there's no redemption for him. That's it. Yeah. Which we know, <laughs> Because yeah. he doesn't redeem himself until end of episode six, right? You know, like like technically speaking, yeah. like he doesn't redeem himself. And 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 I think you're right. I think like, but again, like that piece, like if you think about this, right? And we all have to make split decisions and all these other things. He literally, literally could have almost ended Star Wars by killing Anakin. Like that would have created such a redux redux on, on on pelps forces and his ability and that like and, and this now we're talking like precognitive shit because like pelp can see in the future right and pelp must have seen this and not stopped it because the probability was higher that obi-wan's not going to kill him and when we talk like now if we want to get into philosophy right and we want to get into like the really depths like this is why i like star wars because there is depths to these things that you don't always get and there is like this is somewhat of a magnum opus to some extent right like there is a magnum opus of work being written to culminate all this stuff together and like this ability to put in mcgregor obi-wan in defense of being able to literally put one of the largest dents, and this is even better than killing a Death Star, into like into works 
Pelp's never going to bring another Sith up as fast as Anakin. Right? It just yeah. can't happen. Yeah. Exactly. And he didn't. And he didn't for a morality sake. Because in the long run, if you look at what the Jedi truly are for, it's hard to give cause to murder somebody. It just is. It's it's yeah. a, it's it's a hard thing for them to do, especially somebody that's been one of their own. Now, I will yeah, say, exactly. in normal life, like like we should have if he had made the better decision. Like this is like where somebody could have killed Hitler and they didn't, <laughs> and 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 like yeah, somebody made a mistake. Somebody should have killed Hitler, you know, a long time ago, right? You know, somebody should have yeah. fucking killed Vader and he didn't. So, it really. Is Obi-Wan the bad guy of the whole Star Wars series? I mean, is is that what we're we're gonna get? I mean, I, I mean, the, you know, Dave Filoni left the door open with the world beyond worlds, you know, where they can pick particular point in time and alter the course of history. Um, like we wouldn't have Ahsoka alive right now if if Ezra didn't go in and pull her from that moment. Um, so I mean, who's to say that they can't reboot Star Wars um by eliminating either pop or anakin or both no no don't do stop jj you're <laughs> you're now now you're touching on you're now you, you're you're gonna stop i don't want negative views for this this, this video you're, you're gonna get like all the dislikes all right side note um seeing um ian uh oh my gosh the emperor coming back again uh mm. as it was just great seeing that hollow there and then the way that he just kept like, like he just having that vague threat of like if you don't keep yourself in line vader i'm going to replace you um and vader just completely backed now because he he wanted to send probes everywhere to go track down obi-wan and try to like find him and finish him off and palp said basically just put him in line and says this this past is starting to bother you and i'm starting to have doubts about your capabilities and then vader's just like nope this doesn't affect me at all he's like i only obey the orders of my master and just like to show that 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 power that palpatine has to control anakin um with that he didn't even have to like directly threaten him it's just the 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 thought of him like clamping down on vader if he gets out of line like just just showing that piece i think that was really cool yeah I agree with you. I like that too. And it was a, um, it, so get this. So I don't know if you watched the Ian McGregor or not Ian McGregor. <laughs> yeah. If you watched the Pelp, um, yeah. Panel, the interview in, in uh, Star Wars Celebrations. Yeah. I did. They asked like, him if he was going to be in the show and he openly said, not in a way you'll, not in the way you think. And yeah. He basically had, and so I'm telling you. So me and my son saw that and like we're sitting there. And like I waited through the credits to see if Ian's name was going to come up. Like, is that really Ian? Because it doesn't look like him, but maybe it is. And sure enough, it is. And I was yeah, like, look, it look, it is. That motherfucker showed up like he got paid his <laughs> like one million dollars to like make his three minute a cameo. You know, <laughs> I'm sure he uh, loves it, though. I, he, he loves that character. He's so good as pop. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The um the other part I, that I did enjoy for the episode is just seeing um uh, Leia um finally coming home um and that uniform that she puts on which reflects the one that she wears in her Leia comic um and Obi Wan giving her the holster that she actually uses later on um that was a nice like touch to see that and I absolutely one hundred percent 
have to find a proxy of that that um, that outfit that she wears for my daughter, so she could wear that for Halloween. Because Are you that's gonna be Obi Wan this year? Maybe if I could grow my beard big enough. Yeah, you get a fake beard. Yeah, but it's all sticky, you know. Otherwise, I could be uh, Ice Cube's son and go that route too. Yeah. You could, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that too. You know the you want know the funny thing is. It's like like my kids were like debating who that was and i was like that's ice cube's son and they're like uh okay who's ice cube and oh i was like God. i was like remember friday and next friday that i made you all watch yeah he's he's <laughs> the guy from that and they're like oh my god like what is wrong yeah. with you and then then like it dates me because then it's like Oh, I kind of want to watch Friday again because I really love that movie. That's like one of my favorite movies. And like, I don't know why it is like it's like it's OK. It's not like the best movie ever. And like next Friday is like even more campy. But like, I love it. It's like, I don't know. We I watch those movies all the time growing up. Like, I love Ice Cube. Like, I actually own like all of Ice Cube's early albums. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I work. I watch mm. Barbershop a lot um and i really enjoy that I, I enjoyed him as an actor he's really good um yeah. but yeah um so now that we finished the series here uh where would you rank this among all the the, the disney plus series so far well because we What's haven't had a thrawn one um i i would say overall it's probably my favorite actually to be honest with you um when it comes to disney plus ones if we're going to start including the animated stuff, it's not my favorite. But um, if if we exclude all the animated stuff, I would actually say it's probably my favorite in the long run of things. Like, I like The Mandalorian, yes, but this fits two bills without being um, one of, without being like nostalgia bait. And I don't, there's a specific word for it um, that we talked about on Boba, and I don't remember what that damn word is anymore. But, you know, like on Bobo, we talked about, you know, like debating and doing nothing but give us like throwbacks. This this was not like throwback for throwback sake. This was development of a time period that like if we're going to not get new content per se, like with newer characters, this was uh, one of my favorites. I mean, I won't lie and tell you that Moff Gideon is probably like my favorite bad guy. Um and that's because I like that character uh, Espinalza from like all like other stuff yeah. he's been in. Um, so like I'm a little biased there, but like oh. you know like he's my favorite new enemy that we got. Um, oh, but he's coming back for season three, so that's gonna be good. Yes, and I'm excited. Um, yeah. and, and so like I I don't know I I felt out of all the stuff that we've gotten so far, this is my favorite. Even over the Mandalorian, I think this was done better. Um, so far. I will tell you that Andor, like those, that Andor trailer, is pr- pretty bloody good too, though. So, um, I I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I actually see that particular uh, series there. But for me, Mandalorian season two, then this, and then Mandalorian season one, uh, and then Boba, of course, trailing dead last. So yeah, I, and I will say my 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 theory is going to be is Ahsoka will top all of them, but I like Ahsoka a lot. And it was yeah. funny because my kid, I was not hyped for Obi-Wan at first. I was a little um, worried that it would turn out to be like Boba and be nostalgic baiting. And I think if you go back and watch those other episodes, I think I say that. Um, so uh, now that you mentioned that, um, there was a scene where Leia returns where we do see the Lancer craft um, yes. in Alderaan. 
which is really great because in Forces of Destiny, uh, there is a episode there where Leia actually works with Ketsu and Sabine. Um, so it kind of like lays the foundation that she did know them uh, prior to the events of Rebels. So that's that, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, and I'll be uh, it will be very interesting to see. I mean, especially oh my god, can we talk X Wing? Like, can we get the yeah. Lancer craft back? Um, I don't know. Can we? Can we, how about this? Like, when you talk about like people coming back, like, like, and I say I hate some of that. Like, what does Asajj do in the Asajj book? Right? You know, Asajj comes back. So, it's I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think? that will have uh, an, a reappearance of Kinlan Voss? Yes, personally, yes. That would be pretty cool. See that. I, I, th I think we will, because I don't think the character has been written out, per se, during that time yeah. period. So there's that possibility. So. Yeah. All right. Well. I feel very emotionally trained now. <laughs> You're killing me. Like you, I, I'm very, I'm very sad that this that this series is over, though. I'll be honest. So next week we will not be doing a universe extended. I do promise we're gonna we got we really got to do these more often. So, um, I don't know. You haven't read High Republic. You're reading the Thrawn series. I don't know if we do. Do we go through the Thrawn series next? I don't know. So I'll tell you what. We will put a pin in what we're going to go over um okay. but i think thrawn's i think thrawn just has to kind of be next um and yeah. we, but we have to talk I mean, about we how we want to do that yeah we can go through the first three books and then um because i'm going through a sentence now um and then by the time we get through the three books then we should be good to go from there because um i don't know if i told you i'm reading um the leia book i don't remember what it's called now but i'm reading uh, the one I'm on, oh, you know, Bloodline. I'm reading Bloodline right now. I finished all the High Republic books and I'm on Bloodline. I'm, I'm um, about three hours from the end of Bloodline. Um, and I've already read the Aftermath books. I don't know what, the only thing, I haven't read Alphabet Squadron. There you go. I haven't actually read that yeah. one yet. So maybe those okay. are the next ones I should put on my list. Um, I really want to read that Tarkin book, though. It's just, I don't know if it's worth the money. To, to invest but 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 i hear tarkin's actually like a really like deep felt character that gets underlooked yeah. a lot i i did uh i did read that one that was actually very very enjoyable it, um probably just slightly under Thrawn in terms of enjoyment um but yeah he's he's definitely a good character um just uh just seeing the backwards of how the the empire started um like um like started forming and, and the, the things that they used to kind of keep all the systems in line and the interactions between all the moths and the grand moths and stuff. And just seeing that, that political intrigue um, and for that particular book it is, it was definitely a, a good read. I enjoyed it a lot. Definitely better than Infernal Squadron. So, Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to debate. Like I said, I got three or four hours left on my bloodline book, which is actually, I was very surprised how much I like it. I, I was a little cautious. Oh, one thing we didn't mention that I don't know if this has been like a known theory and I've just always overlooked this, but like, what is Kylo Ren's name? Right. And like, I don't know, but this feels like the way that they present it with it being Ben. Right. 
like officially just kind of like seals that this is after Obi-Wan. Like the, it gives yeah. meaning to that, that I didn't understand was there. And I don't read any of the comic books at all. Just yeah. as an FYI, right? Right now, I currently am not reading the comic books just because I just, I don't, I don't have enough time or money yeah. either. Um, but I don't know. That kind of felt like the, the, especially when he shows back up and she sees him, like now she's fully aware as a, as a, as a 10, 11 year old child of what the fuck's going on. And, you know, like how big of an influence, whether we see him and it show up again, in her life is inconsequential at this point. I think he's made a yeah. big enough splash. Like he has saved her life on more than one occasion. now. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. But all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for our universe extended. We will not be doing a universe extended next week and our show will be I, I don't know what we're going to do for a show because I forgot it's Fourth of July weekend next weekend. So um, we may or may uh, not come back. <laughs> so <next weekend. laughs> I, I will. I won't lie and say we may not. Uh, we'll have to talk with Charles. Um, we may have to do a show on Saturday. I I, I, re- I am not around um, July 3rd. So um, okay. we definitely won't be doing a universe extended. But the week after. We will pick up our universe extended series and we'll either be talking aftermath or um, maybe we'll talk Thrawn. We'll just talk Thrawn. There you go. We're just going to do Thrawn because I've been biting at the chumps to do Thrawn. So, yeah, we got a, a lot to cover. That'll be the week, the Saturday or the Sunday after the uh, Planet Face Syndicate showdown. Um, so that's that's going to be a big, uh, a big episode for us. That's going to be good. Yeah. Actually, yeah, so maybe our universe extended will not start to the week after that. Then we might take we're going to take two weeks off of this universe extended thing and we'll come back because I don't want I don't want to money uh, our our discussion of our our tournament. So. So in two weeks, right. we'll be having a conversation about Thrawn. There you go. All right. We're good cool. to go. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. Universe extended will resume the second week of July. Sunday night after our regularly aired show at 1030 or 11, depending on um, how long it takes us to get through it. With that being said, thank you. Have a good night. If you have not yet subscribe to our regular podcast, follow us on Twitch or on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Cool. Thank you all. Have a good night and we'll see you next week. See ya.